This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Graham Coughlin is not a happy man. It really, really disappointed me, to be quite honest, to be bullied into, to be forced into, to the threat of expulsion, the threat of fines, if we didn't cooperate and play against Preston next week. It's three weeks too early. We are nowhere near ready to go. But regardless of the gaffer's passionate gripes, the fact remains competitive football is back for the Stags this weekend. 175 days will have passed between the full-time whistle at Northampton back in March and the referee's whistle to kick off at Preston North End on Saturday. And in that time, a lot has changed for our beloved Mansfield town. There's been many departures and at the time of recording, 10 arrivals. But having reshaped, restructured and adapted to this new crazy world football finds itself in, the ultimate question is, are we ready. We're not ready for pressing. I think that's clear, that's planned, that's obvious. We're not ready for pressing. We're preparing, we were obviously preparing for a September the 12th fixture. All of a sudden the AFL and their wisdom decide to insist on us playing next Saturday. We're not nowhere near ready. The lads have today, four or five of them have played 90 minutes and that's the first 90 minutes. Personally I feel great and I feel ready to, to start the season really. And, you know we've had a really tough pre-season and the gap has worked just really hard to get us ready so I think we're all ready. Graham puts a big uh emphasis on that and as I said everyone's bought into it and obviously if you can run all over teams last 15 minutes hopefully we can start getting winners or equalizers or go stronger I feel like going into the season will be one of the fittest teams in the league Coming up over the next hour or so we'll share our views on if a competitive return is too soon plus with kickoff approaching We'll evaluate what little of pre-season we've had and look ahead to what's bound to be a strange season. One with reduced fans, threats of lockdown and isolation and the possible immersion of young stagged talent. As always, you can join in the debate on the live feed. This is episode 8 of Mansfield Matters, the warm-up. It's all getting serious now. The big kickoff is on Saturday afternoon at 3pm. Graham Coughlin believes it's two weeks too soon, but what do you believe? Let us know in the comments, as always, on the show, for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters, and this is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon, depending on whether you're watching live or listening to the live stream, the audio stream of this. Uh, it's always great to have you on board and get you involved as well. My name's Craig Priest. Joining me, as always, are Mr Nathan Edge and Mr Cam Felton. Say good evening. I'm not going to put your cameras on yet. I think we'll, we'll prepare the world first. How are we both? Are you well? Oh, oh man. All right until you started abusing us. Oh. Started abusing you. I've not abused you. You can wave to your cameras now. I've put you on the screen. There you go. We're, we've got Cam. We've got Cam and Nathan on the screen now. A uh, little bit of housekeeping to start off as we allow people to get into the stream and things like that and get the podcast started. Last week, you two gave me some 
horrendous, horrendous stick for, you know, not going straight out and wearing and buying the new Mansfield Town away kit. This week, it looks like you've completely disowned the Stags. You're both in England gear. What's going off? This is not England matters. This is Mansfield matters. Uh, Cam, you, you're always the one that will try and argue first. So um, I'll, I'll let you go first. I mean, going on with the hype that's gone off, everyone matters, or is that too politically correct? Well, I think your your internet might matter again. It's, uh, we may uh, we may have no. we may also have a few problems that, of course, because of Storm Francis. Um, well, basically, any drop of rain or slight bit of wind will knock Cam Felton's internet out. So uh, we'll try and uh, get him as much as we can throughout tonight's show. Uh, but now, Nathan, um, were you expecting this to be a discussion and a debate about you know certain certain international players getting arrested and you know getting into the international squad, or or have you just given up on Mansfield this week? No, I just forgot to get changed. I've been literally, <laughs> I've had the busiest day ever and uh, I've literally just uh, had to fly through dinner and I've just not got changed. So uh, it's just really weird that Cam and I have happened to be wearing England things when that just, I, it, I very rarely ever wear anything England. So it's, it's weird that's happened, but uh, oh well. I just forgot. <laughs> well, there you go. So I can claim ownership this week of being the only one in Mansfield Town gear. Get involved uh, in the comments. Um, slag those two off if you want. Uh, whatever you whatever you like. I mean, Cam deserves all, all the, the horribleness. I want to clear one thing up, Cam, before we get started properly into the show. After last week's show, did you go straight to the Encore Stadium and take a selfie of yourself outside the ground? Yes. That's disgraceful. Absolute, absolutely well, uh, disgraceful. I, I was. I hold my hands up. I was just passing anyway. I was passing anyway, so I just thought, two birds, one stone in it, and all that. Two so. birds. No, honestly, today's youth. I mean, the, you're going to university in a few weeks' time, and, and the sentence you just come out with is. Two birds, one stone in it. Right, let's get started. I'm going to go to the comments for uh, some sense from you guys because clearly I'm not going to get any out of Cam tonight. Uh, get involved, uh, as always, um, with your comments. Um, Ashley's been in touch. He says, any more players coming in? Um, I think we need a centre-back where the... Um, uh, I think we need a centre-back. Um, and uh, This Ashley also says, Nathan, you are a cool guy. What do you uh, what do you and Cam think of the England squad? Well, I'm just going to say there, Ashley, this is Mansfield matters, not England matters. Um, so we won't be discussing England um, tonight. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure they think it's great. But what do you think of the Mansfield squad? Let's let's turn it around that way. Apparently, Nathan, you're a cool guy, so I doubt that. So yeah. I'm delighted with that. That's uh, that's the best comment we've ever had. I've got to say, <laughs> best that's probably the most accurate. Well, so I'll, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> No, but it's been interesting, hasn't it? This uh, this this week, obviously, with a, with the comments from from the gaffer, he's had really really strong words, um, obviously about the the Preston match being brought forward. It kind of took us by surprise. Um, when the fixtures were released, we were all a bit confused. Before it was just an error, weren't we? Because it. The, the Preston match was had the new date on the fixture. Yeah, list, I but, mean, because uh, l- last week in the group chat, when they came out, obviously we were having a little look at the fixtures and everything. And I said, I asked in the group chat, when is the actual Preston game? Because obviously, originally it was supposed to be the 5th of September. The website had it on as, the fixtures page had it on as Saturday the 29th. Then obviously, you know, the other, the, the main story from when it was drawn had the 5th. So it was very confusing, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, we it assumed is- it was... An error. <laughs> but yeah, they changed it on the fixtures and they'd not announced it yet. But Preston announced it three hours before we did. It sums Mansfield up very last minute, isn't it? Oh, that's, <laughs> honestly. Uh, the comments of Con Felton, who might... Have you ever seen that sketch where you ask a question and the answer the question before the question or the question after the question? So you ask the first question... And then you don't give an answer, and then you ask the second question, and they answer the first. I think that could be very much be Cam's contribution tonight. It could be, could be an interesting one. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Salford. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let, let's go uh, to the uh, the first question uh, from tonight about any new players coming in, Nath. Um, obviously, we signed Aaron O'Driscoll last week. Obviously, been on trial for for a little while to sort of add that extra number to defence. Graham Cochrane had said prior to that signing as well that that would pretty much be it. I personally don't expect any to go to come in unless any go out. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Unless we see, you know, any any outgoings, I think that is is probably us done for, you know, us, us set to go for the season. To be fair, um, whether we need any more, that's obviously up for debate. Obviously, since we spoke last week, we've had a run out against Peterborough, so obviously people have, are making different. Um, uh, sort of assumptions on what they think the the squad or different sort of calculations on what we think we need uh so we interested to see what people think at home with about that but for us I, I, well from the club's point of view it's the the sort of song that they're singing is that we are sort of done for for, for the time being unless something else happens in regards to outgoings uh Cam- well, then again would it be Quickly, would it be pre-season if Danny Rose wasn't linked with the Fat Man? I was, I was hoping that this wouldn't come up because this is going to spiral off into a whole different conversation. Whoever is, whoever's behind that account, I hate Twitter. Whoever's behind that account, just it's just daft. I, I don't see it whatsoever. Is here, leave him be. Let's let's not get in his head. Let's just let's not even bother giving it oxygen. In fact, I'd rather talk about the coronavirus than talk about Danny Rose leaving because um, I think that's that's more likely to be true. So they that and anyone that knows me and knows my views on COVID nineteen will know how much of a statement that is. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Cam, I was going to say before you mentioned um, you mentioned all right. How you doing? You're eight. Before you mentioned him, oh, okay. um, uh, I was going to mention about the. Um, uh, some of the comments which had come in about obviously adding players to the squad. Uh, Victor says need we need to get a pacey winger in and another uh, striker. And Callum says I can bet a tenner on there being someone Irish coming in. Um, and um, Nigel says didn't uh, Graham Cochran allude to one more signing in the chat with Steve? That's how I read it. Yeah, as, uh, just on Nigel's point there, um, as I've, as I've read it, he did. But I think that interview, if I'm right in remembering, was before we signed O'Driscoll. Um, but either way, you never know. There might be one more. I, I think if I think we'll only make moves if there's um, if if one goes out, then we'll then we'll bring one in. But uh, on that cam, um, people saying pacey winger, maybe another striker. What are your views? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say someone a bit more pacey. Um, I think I think we've got enough in the striker department, and obviously the games with, with preseason, it's you're never going to see the the full finished product. You don't know what players are going to react like until they're in a. Uh, in a, I'm not saying that pre-season doesn't matter, but a game that actually means something, i.e. cup or league, because players don't always uh, put full effort into a pre-season. So until Saturday, we might not know, because uh, you never know, Jamie Reid might be scoring goals for fun this season, and he's quite pacey as well, so we don't know. And So that's saying transfer window doesn't shut until, what, October? Start yeah. of October? Yeah. So there's there's still time to happen. If if players are going to go, they're going to go. We've got time to bring in, and if we do do desperately need to bring someone in, then we have got time to do it. So it's I wouldn't single anyone out specifically because until we've seen the team play a, a, a competitive game, we don't really know. Well, the words that you've just said there, until we've seen the team play, that's one massive thing at the moment, Nathan, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, I know that Graham Cochran's made this statement about uh, Preston and, and the, the moving forward of the dates and, and things like that, which we'll come on to in a minute. But in terms of pre-season, this has been, in terms of pre-season action, this has been probably the, one of the most quietest pre-seasons I've known. Obviously, because of the pandemic and things like that, it, it has certain um, restrictions and, and things like that. But in terms of being prepared and, and, and everything, it's one of those where, you know, we've just not had as much game time. And I don't know about you, but it's slightly starting to worry me a little bit. Uh, yes. However, I think probably the rest of the league or leagues are in the same position. You know, you're probably going to get uh, a lot of clubs that haven't, been it, and you got to remember some some clubs started later than us as well. Yeah, uh, certainly pre-season training. You know, none, uh, never you know, never mind friendly. So if, if we think we're ill prepared, then you probably just think how some other clubs in that in the same division as us are uh, ill prepared, and so people are still making a lot of signings. Whereas the one thing we have done pretty good is is we got players in pretty early. 
and and knowing um, you know Cochrane the way we sort of getting to know him now, I won't I won't be surprised if he put them on early training programs and things like that even before they were in with us. So you know I I, I obviously we we we're not ready and you know as as far as the club like to measure of being ready, uh, you know on their plan we're not ready, but. I'd probably say we, we probably are better than, well, more ready than, than other teams in our league. And at the end of the day, that's probably what, what matters, really, uh, when it comes to the season starting. So you've got that aspect to look, look at it. And I also just think, as supporters, we, you know, because we're so uh, distant from it now, obviously we're not a bit able to attend matches and things are just very different. It probably, because we were so much in the dark, it probably just feels worse for us, but we won't really know until we get into into the season and we can see what the you know, the rest of the league's like. And there's the other issue as well, Cam, isn't it? You know, the fact that we we haven't seen as much action as supporters. Obviously, usually probably this time last year we maybe played eight or so fr- excuse me, eight or so friendlies where, you know, it might have been a couple of local non-league clubs, uh, you know, a couple of home friendlies as well, where the squad, but there's many games to get minutes. But because it's been short, because of all the the COVID stuff and all the restrictions around that, we as fans, even being able to watch it on screen, streams, haven't seen a lot and haven't seen enough of the players to make judgments. Which is why I think a lot of us are probably thinking you know we, we've not got enough because we've not seen what the likes of Jamie Reid can do we've not seen what a partnership he could have with Danny Rose for example we've not seen the different uh, partnerships and pairings given game time because we've not been able to for, for one reason or another and I think that's the most, the most frustrating thing in bringing the Preston game forward because there would have been another two week window where we might have got three more games in to answer those questions yeah, exactly. And I think uh, Greg Cochran sums it up perfectly, saying we're, we're three weeks out. And I, I think when we've gone, what, six months without playing football, competitive football, would be nearly seven months by the time it rolls around. It's just a long, long time. And we, although we played. We, although we lost on Saturday, we didn't. It's not like we were being absolutely run over, and it was obviously against a di- two divisions higher. And we know that Rotherham are always a, a strong outfit from when we've played them in the past, and and the style of football that uh, that Warren and, and Barker play. And when you think back to seasons in the past, obviously we've seen uh, games against closer opposition, so we play like non-league teams, and we play places like Alfreton and other teams like that so we'd be able to see like how we do with teams that are a little bit closer to our division but then we've also got where we'd go to like Retford and whatever and the players it'd be a youth team match but the players would be there so we've not been able to get like talk to the players ourselves get a feel for what the camp's like at the minute how the players see the season's going to be because other than the the random little bits and bots of interviews that have gone on I follow and on YouTube and on Facebook we've not really heard from inside the camp yeah, it's yeah. Like you say, having that closeness to sort of uh, to sort of interact with players, your your Retford, your Rainworths, and stuff like that hasn't happened this year. And like you say, we're reliant now on everything being online and, and the interviews and stuff. And for for one reason or another, you know, the the very busy people down there, they can't physically be do that every two or three days take it from somebody who works in that industry it's a lot of work it's not just a case of sitting down with a microphone and asking a couple of questions there's a lot of work which goes into it there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes which people don't see and don't realize so it's it's difficult to sometimes get the content out there and try and keep that closeness there and i think that's what's missed i think that's what's been missing most um, we're going to talk about preston in just a minute uh, then we'll talk about not um, about the rotherham game and get some reaction um on that and on on the Preston game as well from Graham Cochran but before we do I'm just going to answer a couple more of your questions for um, a couple of your questions which have uh, come in before we go off on a tangent and and, uh, talk uh, elsewhere Um, let's have a look at some of the questions which have come in Um, Victor says um, think the Preston game is too soon uh, to do well to get anything up there um, Ashley says CJ went so there must be a few quid to spend um, quite possibly um, although I think we may have spent quite a bit of that money already on um, the likes of James Perch and then we signed uh, I'm trying to think who it was we signed uh, a couple of weeks after we were paid a, a bit, of, bit of money for 
trying to think off the top of my head who it, who it was. Don't think it was uh, um, Maris, was it? Yeah, Maris. Yeah, absolutely. Maris. That's the one. Yeah. Um, few more, few more of your questions. Uh, somebody asking: um, Is Aidan Stone still the number one? No, Stone will be backup keeper this year. Uh, Marek Steck will be uh, uh, the number one keeper. Uh, any movement on Maynard? Um, I'll use the same answer which Martin used, and uh, that will be Maynard will go to whoever pays the most. Although he's been moving around his local park a lot, as I've seen on Instagram. That's the only uh, movement I know on Maynard. Um, uh, Lee says Abu Agogo and Stephen McLaughlin still rumoured um, yeah possibility um, again I think it'll be if anyone leaves then one of those or somebody else may come in uh, and Victor says I think when the season kicks off in Jess we will be okay looking forward to putting our wits against the uh, the Tranmere's uh, and the Boltons right let's talk um, Preston then and let's talk the difference between a pre-season friendly um, against a championship side and a competitive game against a championship side. Um, one massive difference is the word competitive, uh, obviously. Um, but the other thing, and I think this is where Graham Cochrane's most concerned, Nathan, is the fact that being a competitive game, you've got to adhere by the competitive rules. You know, you can't make 11 changes at half-time. You can't, you know, put 45, have a 45-minute. You can't um, do those things. And you can't sort of structure the games in a little way. In pre-season, there's agreements between clubs how games are structured sometimes they're structured into three 30 minute periods sometimes it's two games of 60 minutes like against Peterborough there's lots of things you can do in pre-season which you can't um, in a competitive game and I think I think that's probably what's annoying Graham Cochran the most the fact that there, there's no scope to use it as a continuation of the work that he's done so far yeah I, I don't think he's necessarily saying it's you know too early and and we're gonna lose i don't think it's necessarily the result that he's bothered about i think it's more the fact that he's gonna be fuming if we come out of it with injuries and i, I don't know what uh, noises are coming out of the preston camp whether you know they're also annoyed about having to play early you know play early or things like that obviously they're probably going to have a a deeper squad than us so they've got the ability to maybe you know put some other players in there but um, you know, I know we. I think we did say a few weeks ago that an idea, or a lot of people have said about an idea, would be to have like cup matches before the start of the season would be a good thing. But like you say, that would only work to, to treat them as a bit of a pre-season sort of warm up to the season. If um, you know extra lenient rules were in there, you know whether it was you're allowed to put five, you know, make five subs and things like that. I don't know whether those rules exist anymore like they did, you know, for the Championship and the Premier League towards the end of last season. I'm guessing they probably don't. Uh, but even things like that would make a bit of a difference. So I think his Cochrane's anger is more towards, like you say, he's more towards the fact that he's putting the players at risk because they're they're not where they need to be to go into competitive competitive action to play. You know, you, you've got to rely on at least nine players playing 90 minutes of that match. And that risk as well, Cam, is not just consigned to the 90 minutes of the game or even possibly more, of course, potential extra time, etc. It's consigned to, you know, the training as well because training this week will be completely different to how it would have been had this not been a competitive game. That's the thing we'd, we'd have expected, well, definitely a game this this week, definitely a game next weekend and probably a game another... It, in another week or so, in midweek, in, in building up to the Preston game, and now we've got. Well, did we play another preseason behind closed doors? Nobody knew about today or something. No, I think it, I think it was just um, uh, just a, recapping from something. Yeah, I think it was just a, a recap from something and uh, uh, training. I saw John and Carolyn went to the training ground today, didn't they? On uh, Carolyn's Instagram, it looked like they were doing some eleven v eleven shape work on there. Yes, exactly. So we we obviously we're now from going in, being able to prep properly, having a few games where we could play. Um, obviously, a, a probably more local team, non-league team, but then also having that opportunity to play eleven v eleven squad games and and try and set up for the Preston game. And now we're very much just being rushed into it and having to do it all. At, at such a base, because as soon as as soon as the draw came out, it's like, oh, it's on the fifth. Great, bro. Let's 
less than a day later, we're being told you've got to play it two weeks early, and that's not uh, or a week early, and that's not that's not going to help us. That's just going to hamper us. And I think Preston, I think they've only played two preseasons total. Yeah, they played and against one of them was today. Yeah, Tranmere drew one all today this lunchtime. Watched a bit of that game. Are they going to be ready as well? It's because it's going to be more than us, but obviously they're going to be probably a lot fitter than what we are anyway. But are they going to be mentally and physically prepared for it as well as what we are? Well, you've got it's to ask that. Much, you got to ask that question. So you got to ask that question. It's because as well, you know, they're a championship side and their their season only finished, you know, a, a month or so ago. So they've not really had a, a chance to refresh and break and, and adapt to their squad either, have they, Nath? No, and I think that's like I said. They've probably got the benefit of maybe having a bit of uh, more strength, well, depth in their squad. But um, they're they're probably going to be equally as aggrieved from a from a different angle. The fact that they've not had much recovery, um, and and they are also trying to prepare for the season. So, uh, you know, I think what we're probably going to see is because of this decision to bring the uh, the Carabao Cup so far forward, you're probably going to get even less teams taking it serious, which, um, you know, that we spend a lot of time, well, the, the EFL spend a lot of time over uh, season after season trying to get clubs to take it more serious because they want it to be more competitive, but a move like this isn't going to really help. But then, you know, you put the argument onto the other hand and people are also going to complain about, uh, you know, fixture congestion. So, you know, there's, They'll have their arguments for bringing it forward, but I just feel like quite clearly the clubs weren't consulted in this decision because the way in uh, Cochrane's interview saying that the AFL basically threatened that if uh, it's not taken seriously, then clubs may face sanctions and fines. So, you know, they're, they're, they're being pretty strict on that. So uh, I think that's where the, the, the main issue lies. Uh, so, you know, you, obviously, usually we'd have to in like uh, the leasing.com trophy, you have to play a, a set amount from the from the 11 before. Is that going to be the same sort of thing? Because it's like we've not got the same team as we did when we played Northampton back in March. No, surely so what, surely they can't they that? can't impose that, can they, in the Man City in the Man City game, which is obviously um, a couple of days before the Tranmere game. They can't impose that. It's well, just going to be your 11, isn't it? Your 11 registered players or whatever. Well, exactly. But what's to stop us from sending out the the B, the B team? Or, well, the uh, young professionals and the, t- and the team that need minutes will treat it as a pre-season game. What's to stop us from doing that? Well, I think that's what will happen anyway. I think that's pretty much what's going to happen on Saturday against Preston anyway. Interesting comment um, from Craig. He says, um, Graham Cochran is saying that the squad is three weeks away from match fitness. Uh, so on that basis, they wouldn't be ready for when the tie was originally scheduled for, for the 5th of September. Yes, I think it's wrong and it's all to suit the higher league club. In my opinion, I think had it taken place on the 5th of September, all right, we might not have been fully, fully ready to st- to start, but I think we'd, been, we'd be a lot closer having had another two weeks or so of, um, you know, training ground work in our belts and maybe two other pre-season games, whether it's behind closed doors or streamed or, or whatever. Um, but I just think to, to have it thrown in at this point, and what gets me, it's only one of four games as well. Four, there's only other four, three other ties, um, I think, which are taking place on Saturday as well. Um, it, it's just a little bit daft. And I mean... If we weren't playing them on Saturday in a competitive game, I think we would be playing probably a championship side in a friendly anyway. But it's just that difference between being able to do what you want to do in a friendly and not. And I just hope it doesn't have, an, have a detrimental effect. Well, so it, 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 you hope that we don't get any injuries from it. That's the bit, you know. And though the, the, the type of injury that, you know, I'm not talking about impact injuries, because obviously that could happen in a pre-season friendly. But, you know, if you're sending a player out there and like say you can only make three subs and um, <clears throat> you got another player that had to force, you know, 90 minutes out of it, but then they get some sort of uh, fatigue injury. That's what would, would I think, anger, uh, obviously, the club and, and the player uh, when, you know, it shouldn't have been that early. They should have, you know, we would have been doing different things. Like they say, we've, we've both trained in the preparation and if it was a friendly, we would have that flexibility to say, you know, for all all we know, 
eighty percent of the squad might need sixty minutes, and then you'd you'd rotate. They they do things very specifically when you're doing you know you're working on your strength and conditioning and your your fitness work. So, but you're not going to have that flexibility in a competitive fixture. So. That's. I just hope that we avoid injuries, and, and the same goes for Preston. They'll be hoping for the same as well, and and any other games that are being played, uh, you know, on Saturday. And I think it's it's something which showed, like you said there, Nathan. It's something which showed on Saturday against um, Rotherham. Um, obviously, we were no nil at half time. Ended up losing three nil in the second half. They sort of stepped it up a gear. A um, couple of set pieces which were well worked, and a nice team goal in there as well. But for the first forty five minutes, we were on sort of on point, and I think. If you sort of stretch that over pre-season, another you know two or three games, that will start to build up from being able to match for forty-five minutes to to sixty, and then then to to the ninety, and it would have been more of a competitive game. And you know, I think that's that's that'll be the difference. But obviously, you uh, were listening to that one uh, in the end, Nath. It was the first one which uh, had commentary on. Um, obviously, they listened to the podcast. Obviously, I mean we must have some real influence. So. Uh... What should we get them to do this week? Like, uh, who should we get them to go and sign? Or we've got got to be somewhere we can, uh, yeah, put out there, can't in there. Free shirt for uh, me. Free shirt, yeah. Um, but no, it was it, it was. I'm very grateful for that. It was nice to have the uh, have the commentary. Although, um, idiot over here decided to I completely forgot the time of the kickoff, and I thought it was three o'clock, and I booked booked my car in a, a quick fit to get tires changed. So I was. Um, at one o'clock as well, so I was in the middle of uh, you know messing about doing all these other things and uh, trying to get the commentary working on my phone and so oh, I, so I ended up actually missing a lot of the second half, which was which is well, I don't know if it was annoying or a blessing, but um, you know certainly I got got most of the action for the first half and um, you know it, it was it was it was promising and and we probably should have been a couple of goals up goals up by uh, by half time, so to show that we can take it to uh, to a championship side was 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 obviously a real positive, and then obviously the second half we did get you know found out a little bit, but you expect that, and you really I think we've got to really manage ourselves during preseason friendlies at times because the results don't matter. Absolutely, it's just a shame that we're not we haven't got time to maybe play a, a national league side because I think you know if we did and, and we went out there and. You know, put a few goals in. One, it'll up the confidence of our strikers anyway. Yeah. Uh, but two, it'll just settle down a lot of our supporters because you know how people can get. They get a bit wobbly-headed um, over over a defeat, even when it's against uh, a side two two you know two levels above you, uh, and, and people start panicking, saying we need to strengthen here and here. It's so difficult to judge on pre-season, so let's not let's not panic, um, and let's just see how it goes because you look at take a bit of time and look at how other the uh, other teams are doing in our league and their friendlies and when you see some teams getting uh turned over by lower league you know lower league uh lower division teams you might change your opinion a little bit of how you know where we are so there's all sorts of things to consider you don't know until the season starts and on those wide wise words let's hear from a man who also has wise words sometimes let's hear from the Stags boss Graham Cochran who gave his reaction uh, to the 3-0 defeat at home to Rotherham the first game at the One Course Stadium since February and also gave his reaction um, to the uh, the Preston North End game being moved forward for this Saturday this is Graham Cochran speaking to I Follow Stags I thought we were very good for the first 45 minutes to be honest um, we had some really good moments and then you're asking for that little bit of quality you're asking for us to put the ball in the net um, but we were really we looked a real threat we looked really dangerous and we had some really really good moments really good some good real patterns that we put together um, we've been working hard on um, it was really pleasing the first 45 minutes the second half uh, was a non-event for us uh, Rodram made a lot of changes they upped the tempo they played more crisp sharper passing more incisive movement and it hurt us it cut us it cut us up a little bit at, at times and then we uh, we go to pot um, we go to pot with our discipline whereby you start pulling people and dragging people down and if you if you, if you pull people down on the edge of your own box at this level championship level you're going to get hurt you're going to get punished so um, disappointing second half but really really pleasing first half we're not ready for pressing I think that's clear that's plain that's obvious we're not ready for pressing we're preparing we were obviously preparing for a September the 12th uh, fixture we uh, then get the information that our game against Preston was on the 5th 
um, of September. So, so lo and behold, 5th of the 12th of September, all of a sudden the AFL and their wisdom decide to, uh, decide to insist on, uh, on us playing next Saturday. Um, we're not nowhere near ready. The lads have, that's, that's uh, four of them. I think today four or five of them has played 90 minutes and that's the first 90 minutes. So therefore I've had the squad of probably another 12, 14 players who haven't gotten anywhere near 90 minutes. So um, it, it's, it's, it's not nice, it's not a nice scenario to be in. You're given, uh, you're given a date, you're given a timeline and to bring that forward is running the risk of injury and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not ideal. But like I say, we'll... Uh, We'll get up. We'll get on with it. Um, we're adaptable. We'll go across and we'll give a, we'll give a good account of ourselves. Um, we, we we are a fit, fit group of players, but it's just that match sharpness that we're we're, we're missing. Um, so listen, advantage Preston. Yes, they are a championship team, so I can see why the, the AFL want to uh, want to look after them and not ourselves. That's Graham Cochlin speaking to I Follow Stags after that game, the 3-0 defeat at home to Rotherham. Uh, last Saturday, the first game back at the Wonkall Stadium. Incidentally, I Follow, the only place uh, you'll be able to watch uh, Mansfield Town's trip to Preston, um, obviously being played behind closed doors, that one on Saturday. Kicking off, Nathan, for your, uh, for your diary, for your alarm, so you don't book any car things in there or anything else. 3pm. Where will you be at 3pm on Saturday? Who knows? But well, I've got iPhone on my phone, so it's all good. It doesn't really matter. Excellent. Cam, what about you? Are you going to be at work again? Oh, I managed to swap my shift. Uh, so I'm on the... I'm on a, I'm, I start work at 6am, finish at 2, so I should be home for 20 past 2, so I can watch the game. Well, there you go. And if you're watching the game as well and you want to get involved with a little bit of uh, post-match reaction, it's something which I sort of did a little bit off the cuff on Saturday after the game at home to Rotherham, basically because watching football, you know, on a stream hasn't felt right since we started watching football on a stream. Never has for me. And then I think, you know, seeing the one-course stadium empty really hammered it home uh, for me, Nathan, uh, you know, how ludicrous and difficult this situation's been we should be there and it, you know it, it's frustrating to be sat at home in your living room and not having an outlet to talk about the game you know when you've got all that going off in your head and everything um, that that's something which I, I, I think we've been threatening to do for a while and it's something which we're going to look to do until you know fans can come back full time I think so I mean um, the part of the best part of a match day is uh yeah, those people people are good to the pub, so they might go go before and afterwards. You know, you, and what's everyone doing? They're, they're talking about the game, either the team selection or you know, after the match, how we did, who you know, who who played well, who didn't, or, you know, all sorts of things, other results. You, that match reaction happens after the game, whereas that can't really happen now. So um, you know, that's a big part of the game. Uh, you know, game lost, and that's part of the match day, isn't it? So um, you know, if we can come on here, do a bit of reaction, get everyone else involved. It's uh, the next best thing. But although it's not the same, at least we do have football back. Because let's remember where we were a few months ago, not knowing when it was coming back. So Absolutely. You know, it's not the same, but let's make the most of it however we can. So join us. Let's let's come on here and um, and let's, let's just, all of us, uh, discuss it together. So yeah, so... So the br- we win. brand new mini series, uh, the cool down post match reaction show, will be on about fifteen minutes or so after the full time whistle on Saturday. So that'll be around five fifteen ish uh, on this Facebook page. It'll only be no more than half an hour long. It's going to be a short show. So then, obviously, one thing which which happens quite a lot when you're talking about. Um, the game just after it's happened, obviously emotions are quite high and sometimes you, you don't have that time to think. So we're going to condense it to no more than half an hour because we all have lives as well. Um, but we're going to have that mini match day experience like Nathan said, you know, that going to the pub and, and having a drink and having a chat about the, the game or going for a meal or whatever it is you do after the game. We're going to do that until football is back full time and we can go freely to to, to games, etc. So make sure you join us. Uh, that will be on after every single game, um, after 15 minutes after the full-time whistle, um, until f- um, as I say, until football comes back fully. Um, we, will, we won't do it after home games when crowds are allowed in, um, because I think all three of us will have um, season tickets anyway. Um, so we'll save that for the podcast, but certainly away games, certainly until we can um, get back to 100% going anywhere. 
cool down show make sure you come and join us uh, for that right let's move swiftly on because um, the clock is ticking towards when Domino's arrives um, for me tonight um, so let's talk about some uh, something which we've not spoke about uh, much Cam but we've threatened to every single week but we've never got to it and that is the emergence of young players in pre-season and in particular uh, one person who has impressed and that is Tyrese Sinclair well, we know he's been uh, really knocking on the door recently and he was definitely someone we were looking at for last season as well. He, he was doing well on loan, but then obviously doing it for the youth team as well. And this season so far has uh, uh, really has pulled it out of the bag. And I think as long as he can stay fit, he can, obviously he can keep improving. And I think he's really got a, a big part to play this season, especially if we're... Well, you think we've got, obviously, the, sh- the season's a little bit longer, but the season's more compressed. We've got more Saturday-Tuesday games. So, where we're going to need de- strength and depth in the squad, uh, that that place to be filled is, is, is for the youth players. And I think it's going to be a fantastic chance for someone, um, someone like Tyree, someone like uh, James Clark, someone like Jimmy Knowles. Uh, Jason Laws, just another one, uh, and all, all the other players that have played in preseason so far, especially throwing to the mix the Carabao Cup, the Leasing Dot Trophy, FA Cup. It, it's going to be a real, real. Uh, it's just going to be a long haul. But with if these young players want it then they're going to get the game time, hopefully. And this, Nathan Edge, is the accumulation of the work which has happened behind the scenes for the, you know, the past two or three seasons. You know, a lot of people sometimes, we've always had it, haven't we, in podcasts, especially sort of towards the back end of the season, give youth a chance, etc. They have to be ready. And I think it's at this point now where that first batch of players that first came through the door when we were re-establishing the academy, and now at that point, and we've got the manager in place as well who is you know, visibly giving them the the opportunity to play. And to be honest, um, they've absolutely grasped it so far. And I think, like Cam said, um, it's one of those, isn't it, where with fixtures coming thick and fast and, and things like that, it, it's it's the perfect, perfect time. The stars have almost aligned in some way. Yeah, I mean, the um, obviously a lot of credit goes to, well, first of all, obviously the Radfords for, for, for putting the... You know, the academy back in place uh, but obviously let's not forget the, the work Don Dempster has done to get it to where it has been and, and we've got a few players that have you know have, have flirted with the first team a little bit over the last few seasons uh, you know that have come come close to uh, you know playing a big part obviously like to Jordan Grahams Jimmy Knowles you know Lewis Gibbons so you know they've, they've come close and not quite made it just yet but it's quite exciting when you do see the you know the, the emerging talent coming through and especially at this point in the season where you you probably see them more so it all depends on what happens when the league starts um and it also depends on uh you know what our expectation levels are going to be one from the board and two from supporters because if we're going to start putting the uh you know Cochrane under pressure from the from the offset if we you know, that's where it gets hard for him, uh, you know, as a, as a manager to 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 trial these young players because it when you start, you know, getting put under pressure and stop fearing for your for your job. And I hope this isn't going to be the case, uh, well, certainly not not now or or well, not early on or a long time down the road. But when that is the case, then it's going to be harder for them to do that. So it's all well and good say sitting here saying you know throw the youth in, but you've got to also give them a chance. You've got to give the manager has a chance to to roll that dice, and you've got to give that young player the chance to to settle in because it's not easy going from youth to to to, to senior professional football. So we've got to be patient, and we've got to manage our expectations levels as, as supporters to give them a chance. And one thing I've then, always I was going to say, one thing I've always been impressed with with our academy setup is is the fact that we've put the right people in place. You know, people who've played for the club, people who know the club, but also fantastic coaches. Liam Hearn this week, Cam, got a a bit of a promotion. Neil Bishop, obviously, who uh, retired from football at the end of last season, obviously completed his UEFA A licence badge. He's now gone into the role, I believe, which Hearn had. Um, The right people are, are in the right places and you know you can't coach that experience and 
Uh, I think that, that that bodes well for the future with everybody working together and, you know, everybody moving in the same direction rather than just ticking boxes and, and having it there for the sake of having it there, really. Yeah, you'd look back in the past and I think it very much was the, the fact that we had a youth academy was just because we particularly needed one. Now, we've had, it's it, when it's structured properly, we've got the right people in place. Obviously, John Dempster did a fantastic job uh, alongside Coops as well, who's been there and done it. Obviously, did it with the first team, uh, obviously getting promotion to the league with Adam Murray and, and Paul Cox. Then, obviously, your players like Liam Hearn, um, Jamie Maguire, another fantastic servant to the club as a player and a coach. The the structure and the organisation is there and now we're really starting to see the fruits of it and it's only going to improve. The only issue is that when we're a team such as Mansfield where we're expected to do well, we can't pin us hopes on all these these young professionals all the time. So bleeding them into the first team is going to be just as important as actually uh, giving them game time. We can't. There's no point in throwing him to a game where, like playing Bradford or whatever, where we know we've got we're going to be playing a, a very good opposition, a team that we're going to be up, hopefully, up near the top with come the end of the season. So there's no point in putting them out there and getting not pillar to post. We need to bleed them into the team properly instead of throwing them in the deep end. Unlike plays in the past, such as Liam Marsden and Jack Thomas, where the pressure was so heaped on them. They just didn't perform when he got to the first team, and it's it's one of those as well. It's about balancing and managing expectations from expectations, which I know we will talk about more uh, in uh, next week's podcast as we uh, draw towards the proper proper kickoff on the uh, the twelfth of September, of course, uh, against Tranmere Rovers. So uh, we'll gear more towards that in a few weeks' time. Um, let's move on. Um, obviously, um, we were talking at the top of the show about the squad. Um, Graham Cochran said we're not ready for, for the Preston game which which of course we've, we've gone over and, and discussed but in terms of being ready as a squad Nathan Edge do you think we've got the right amount now the right balance and, and we've obviously we got rid of quite a lot in, in the uh, in the close season what you would call Deadwood or, or whatever um, and hit that reset button 10 new signings now um, Aaron O'Driscoll became um, the 10th and it was an area we needed to add to as well Yes, uh, I'd agree with that. And uh, we, we spoke about it last week um, when uh, you know he was announced as, as a trialist, and it was looking like he was gonna gonna you know gonna be signing. So uh, I think he is a is a very good acquisition. And when you think um, you know the academy has come from Southampton, when you think some of the players that they've produced, uh, for me they they've got one of the best uh, academies and youth setups in in the country. Uh, so. Uh, that's um, going to be a very good addition for us. I'm, I'm very interested to see how he will get on with us throughout the season. Uh, but yeah, we did. We have got rid of a lot of dead wood. I think we've still got a bit of a splinter in midfield, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, obviously Will and Tomlinson. Um, you know, who was being uh, on pictured training for Accrington, uh, playing for Accrington uh, as a trialist. So um, you know, when we speak about the uh, a possible possible outgoings. I think if you're going to put any money on it, it's probably going to be him. So we may still see more movement in the you know in in the coming weeks. And um, I, I still think we can we can be strengthened, but you've got to manage it right. So you've got to get the numbers right. You've got to get the balance right. I think we've got the characteristics right in the in the squad, which is which is really important. So you don't want to upset that team, which you want to get the right people in the building um but you've also got to balance the the num- numbers as in finances obviously with the salary cap etc so uh it's not going to be straightforward which is why i think that it's going to be a matter of whatever goes out comes in or if we do bring anyone in expect someone to go out shortly after well let's uh, hear from the new man let's hear from Aaron O'Driscoll now obviously who was speaking to I follow Stags after he joined last week after his uh, trial period let's find out what he made of his trial period and what he makes of his new permanent teammates it's been great yeah like all the lads have made me feel really welcome it didn't really feel like I was on trial I felt like I slotted straight in while all the lads and the staff were all really good bunch, bunch of people and uh yeah, it's been great, I have to say. Um, it's been tough. Like The pre-season hasn't been easy, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. first few weeks was a bit different, so we were split into two different groups because of COVID. 
Um, it was all uh, social distance, running, non-contact. Then we got our tests results and thank God everyone, everyone was negative. So then we went into the running and the, the 11v11s, high tempo, but it's been, it's been, all the lads have really bought into it and it's, it's been great. Like it's, it's been tough, but that's what we expected and yeah, it's been good. I think uh, Graham puts a big uh, emphasis on that and everyone, as I said, everyone's bought into it. And obviously if you can run all over teams, last 15 minutes, hopefully we can start getting winners or equalizers or go stronger so like that's I feel like going into the season will be the, one of the fittest teams in the league definitely from day one the facilities I came before COVID and I was really impressed it's got everything we need and then obviously the gaffer and his staff if you need a help need a hand they're always there for you and the players like there's a lot of new players but everyone's really like settled in well and like it's like it's like we all know each other longer than we do so it's all it's all looking good that's Aaron O'Driscoll, Mansfield's latest signing, the tenth signing of the uh, the summer, the transfer window. Uh, speaking to I follow Stags, the only place you'll be able to watch the game with Preston on Saturday in the Carabao Cup. And don't forget to join us after uh, 15 minutes after the full time whistle for the post match cool-down post-match reaction show as we uh, share our thoughts on that. Uh, just briefly on uh, on O'Driscoll, Cam, we were talking a little bit earlier about obviously like Tyrese Sinclair and getting uh, our, young, our own younger players up into the game and I said about balance and I think we're now turning into a club where, you know, we've got that thing about signing younger players and developing them and uh, and sort of moving them on. You know, you look at what we did with CJ and, and moved him on, obviously scored against Jordan Pickford uh, for Blackpool at, at the weekend and things like that. Um, but also you look at the likes of Ryan Sweeney, who also came in from a, a high-level, well-rated uh, academy side. We've given him first-team football and let him develop, and he now looks a really good acquisition who could possibly be our captain next year as well. I think that's one thing Mansfield have got right in recent years, getting... Younger players, sometimes there can be a bit of a stigma attached to a younger player who's not quite made it. But I think it's just about doing your, your due diligence, doing getting the scouting right and getting the people who are the right pieces of Mansfield Jigsaw. And so far from what we've signed this summer and, and, and everything, those younger players, I think they all fit very, very nicely. We're only a couple of pieces short and that will come with games. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen in the past where we've... we've bought for the sake of buying and not not so much under it's just like Cochrane, uh, Graham Cochrane, John Dempster and Dave Flickcroft more under Steve Evans and Craig's favourite manager ever David Holdsworth uh, just bringing players in for the sake of bringing them in and it's just it, it, we know it's not it doesn't work it, it, it's never worked we're not a club that we, we don't want a big team it doesn't it doesn't help the fans because we're constantly fans have constantly play on the players backs like you need to be playing better we need to play this that and the other T- practically telling the manager how to play the team and then the managers just doesn't stubborn and doesn't play the doesn't change the team at all and then it, it, we just end up with unhappy players and you look at someone like poor old Amari Sterling James obviously a, a younger oh, player when he came in oh my heart's the... broken a little bit I forgot about Amari no it, but point proven he's, he's so much talent the manager brings him in plays him a couple of games and then he's on he's, he's cast out by th- th- three managers four managers I think it was four in the end four Evans Flitcroft Dempster Cochran four so in training there's got to be something, something behind that <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah, we, we'll get him on podcast. You never know. The forgotten but man. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. And it's, it's it's bringing players in for the sake of bringing players in. And yes, it's great that somebody else then can't have him, and it, it stops them uh, an opposition team being stronger. But when they've got so much talent and potential, it's just like why bring them in if you're then not going to play them? Because then that's just another wage on the bill, and we've got space for more. And it's like the whole. Um, like the Will and Tomlinson thing, if you if you don't want to be here, right, I'm, just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop. Yeah, no, before before you before, before you carry on about um, Tomlinson, I just I think that's a situation which we need to leave with the club and not talk about at all. But I mean, I mean, like if we're going to send him out on trial, if is it just worth just like it's like same as what we did last season when we just well, obviously when we released his retain list players that weren't playing or did, weren't weren't 
want yeah. to play, we're just like, right, here's the door, we'll bring somebody else in. Because we don't want players that are just going to sit around and, and just take a wage like we have, we've had players in the past. I think one thing we've genuinely got this season, Nath, is we've not got an 11, we've got a squad. I think last year you could pretty much pick the 11 every week and then you had players to supplement that. I think this year you've genuinely got an entire squad who are every single week, and this goes, this is all the way from the goalkeeper right up to the strikers. We've got a squad who, no matter what combination we play, are capable of doing something and competing to a good level. It's a squad game this year. Uh, the big difference is, is last year, the summer recruitment, I don't think the recruitment was bad last year, but it probably never really was John Dempster's team. We had, no. you know, there wasn't many changes. It was all, most were from the season season before, which at the time we thought was a good thing because obviously we were, you know, we were so close to, to you know, to success. So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's a, it's a criticism as such, but it never really was John Dempster's team, whereas now this is, Cochrane's team, you know, this is what he's wanted to build and what was quite evident, I don't know if you remember, it was sort of a start of football returning that Cochrane was saying that certain targets had been watching for months or certain players have joined that we he even tried to get in January. So he knows what he wants and he's put that together. So it's now over to uh, over to him to to get them playing the way he wants to do, you know, he wants them to do. Uh, you know, going forward, so it does. There is a there is a difference, and I think it's uh, as we've said many times. It's like we've hit that reset button, which is what we absolutely needed to do. We have hit the reset button indeed, and I think that's a good place to leave it as well. Uh, just finally, obviously, we can't all be together, so we can't put a pound coin into a pot. Um, so it'd be very different. But just for the sake of old content and and just. You know, for a for a laugh, final tongue in cheek laugh for the viewers. Uh, our virtual pounds are going in the virtual pot. Uh, Nathan Edge, um, your prediction for Saturday at Preston North End, please. Can we get a PayPal fund going? Yes, we can. We will start it. We will. I think that's a good way of doing it. We'll do. We'll, it's going to be the virtual pound prediction game this year. What do you think to that? That's good. Can no, I always lose. Well, well, there you go. But at least with PayPal, you can you can do it when you've actually got money. You know, you can still opt in from Salford. Yeah, exactly. Salford matters. Ha 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 ha! You're hilarious. So, <laughs> ha 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 ha! Virtual pound prediction game. Then go on, then Nathan. What's your uh, what's your prediction for uh, the Preston game? I'm going to go for a two nil defeat. Two nil defeat. He's up and running. Cam, go on then. Uh, one all draw, lose on penalties. I get double points if I get that right. Do you know what? <laughs> Seeing as you, I, I'll give it you. I'll give it you. <laughs> I am. I am gonna. Um, always, I'm gonna re- remain of my thing from last season, which is always being optimistic. Look how far that got us. I uh, should have learnt my lesson. I am gonna go for a two-one win. I think we might surprise uh, a few people, and uh, I think that will be that. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much um, for your input tonight. I will speak to you again on Saturday um, after the game. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to get competitive football. Um, can't wait to get competitive football back. Um, so I'm going to mute you guys now. You can wave bye-bye. Wave bye-bye, and we'll, we'll see you on, uh, we'll see you on uh, Saturday. Uh, thanks very much to those two, and thanks very much as well to you guys at home for listening. Well, Graham Cochran says that we might, that we're not quite ready to take on Preston in the Carabao Cup in a competitive game on this uh, this coming weekend, but regardless of that, the game is happening. So strap yourselves in, because after so, so long, competitive football is back. All right, we can't go through the turnstile. We can't smell the bovril wafting over the terraces. But one thing we can do is all watch it virtually and join together for a post-match pint, cup of tea, virtual meal, whatever you want to do, join us. 15 minutes after the full-time whistle on Saturday on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters for the cool-down post-reaction show. We've hit the reset button. We've made 10 new signings. 
We've got a new feel about this squad, and in these new footballing times, who knows what might happen. One thing is for sure though, the adventure is about to begin. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening. See you Saturday, and we'll see you next Tuesday as well for the usual podcast. Good night, goodbye, farewell. are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.